The Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Trust in Messiah. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Miss my cue. No worries. <laughs> I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And who cue missing person are you? I'm the producer. My name's Matt Duncan. Freddie, we're into March. How are you doing? The Ides of March are here. I don't even know what that means, but <laughs> we're we're doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, if you're just tuning in, people, we are a Raptor slash NBA pod. Me and Matt are uh, both entertainers and you know comedians and podcasters and hardcore raptors slash nba fans and um yeah we have analysts on we have comedians on that's the vibe thanks for checking us out Mm -hmm. Uh, if you want to help us more uh matt's gonna let you know how to do that yeah if you're listening on one of the pod catchers right now thank you very much hopefully you have subscribed hopefully you've made your life easy that way uh if you could give us a rating that would be great i you know i always do the call for the apple rating the spotify which now has ratings which would be great Uh, all it is is a star rating so give us something on there if you can and as well uh yeah we really appreciate it go to the sonarnetwork.com you can listen to us there and our social media accounts like instagram and twitter have our link trees all set up if you want to head over to our patreon or our website dunkspodcast.com we've got all the episodes there all the seasons the time capsule that is confederacy of dunks so yeah thank you very much and uh freddie let's uh let's talk what's coming up let's do it um we uh you know matt he hit all the major plugs you're pro uh <laughs> always appreciated uh listen memorize what maddie said do all those things please uh we really really do appreciate it um but yeah we just did a special episode speaking of patreon uh and uh distributed this week uh for for everyone else as well yeah but if you're part of our uh patreon you kind of got it a little bit earlier last week and uh yeah, it's the league pass report. It's our third version. Uh, we we cover different teams, uh, kind of like we watch a game that the Raptors aren't playing, and we go in depth. So my team yeah. uh, was actually the Brooklyn Nets, and Matt assigned that team to me before the Harden trade. So that was that was crazy. And the tragic the signing, tragic <laughs> return. I saw. Yeah, it, it was a, a wild Kyrie. time. You know, the Baca on the Bucks. Yeah, uh, and your your team was the, the Grizzlies, and yeah. you ended up seeing like the game. I saw the game. Yeah, I watched the 52 John Morant game. It was crazy. Definitely a a top five game in the NBA this season, I'm sure. So, yeah, we get into all that. We even, you know, talk a little Pirtle because, you know, he had quite an interesting game there, too. But it's been a lot of fun. We've done six teams now. We're going to keep going um, as long as we can. I guess, like, even Mm -hmm. through the playoffs, we'll try to keep going as long as the teams are still playing. And then we'll pick up again in the new season. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, new, who, what are our new assignments? Do you remember? Yes. You got the so, Knicks and I got the Sixers. Okay. Knicks and Sixers. That yeah. should be fun. 
Yeah, that's next. And that'll be interesting because uh, it'll be a lot closer to the playoffs when we do that one. And speaking of which, uh, you know, we do have two episodes coming out this week. We've got the episode you're listening to now, and we have the League Pass report that came out yesterday or the day before. And that's just going to hold you over because next week we are off. It is a rarity for us, but we do have to miss next week. So we've got a little bit of extra content pushed into this week. Hopefully it can uh, tide you over until we come back the following week. We have to take the whole week off for St. Patrick's Day. It's just what we do here on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) We're both Irish. St. Patrick's Station. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because that's where we get it done. Uh, Four Leaf Clovers and just getting pissered. Um, No. uh, Matt, I mean, sorry. You know, Mac does go hard, but... uh, I'm half Irish, you know, um, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, oh, I, I just got lost there for a second. What was it going to say? Um, <laughs> threw you off we the are, same we are missing thing. next week. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm moving from the High Park area to the Roselands area. Yeah, West Bend really to Roselands. West yeah. Bend <laughs> to Roselands. Uh, I'll be near Scarlet Woods Golf Course. So catch me nice. catching a bird on the course. Oh, damn. Is that a place we can play or you got to have a membership? Oh, buddy, we can play. It's going to be great. We can play some <laughs> golf and some Raptors gear. It'll be fun. Nice. Uh, but yeah, um, before we do move on to the pod, I just want to say uh, for those that listen to my other podcast with Catherine Niker, uh, The Pickup, a WNBA podcast, you might be familiar. But uh, if not, make sure you check it out this week. Uh, we covered a lot of subjects. We always do. The WNBA is, is wildly fascinating. There's always different yeah. kind of, you know, activism and political stuff going on but in particular there's a really big event that uh you know everyone needs to be aware of so Brittany griner uh is one of the best wnba players in the league she also plays in russia she has been detained and there hasn't been a lot of explanation it's clearly nefarious uh everyone in her life is very worried for her Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, if you see anything that's like Brittany Griner, boost it. Use your social media accounts. Um, be curious about it. Like, this needs to be a story that doesn't, like, fade away. Obviously, there's so much going on right now, but this is an innocent person. Uh, this is a black woman. This is, a uh, you know, a queer person. This is someone who's not in a safe scenario. No. So, uh, yeah, I'll just uh, call everyone's attention to that and um, get involved in any way you can. Yeah. So that's. That's, that's my piece there. But uh, yeah, very fun pod. We got Graham K uh, from Jimmy Fallon and um, Gobert and yeah. uh, Sheldon Alexander from Sportsnet and Ball on Blast. And uh, yeah, we talk a lot of fun stuff. We talk recasting winning time, <laughs> talk uh, the, the experiment that is this Raptors season. We also talk real uh, or legitimate contenders. And um yeah, I you know noticed some stuff with the nurse Barnes relationship. So we kind of just yeah. theorized there. It was a, it was a good pod. So uh, yeah, with all that said, thank you so much. Uh, we do appreciate it, and um, let's get rolling here, Maddie. If you feel like we're good to go, just give me those sweet, delicious words. Okay. Okay. Okay, let's get going here on a, a very fun pod. It's a not great time in in Raptors world, but uh, you know it's a it's always an interesting time. So yeah, without further ado, uh, he's done the pod a, a bunch of times. Uh, good friend, a longtime friend, hilarious dude. Uh, he's been on Colbert. He's uh, he's been on Fallon. 
if those are incorrect, <laughs> honestly, he'll let me know. And and I I mess a lot of things up. So what? I mean, whatever. He's hilarious, dude. Uh, you'll learn about what else he's got going on. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone for Graham K. That's oh, I've been on. I've been on Fallon, all right, baby. Hey, nice cup. Yeah. I've uh, I got no, a little a, Miss Sunshine cup. Oh, that's a nice one. Yeah, uh, it's from mm. those old kids' books. I love those. Monsieur Rapide. Sorry, Moi, for me, they're for me. They're... Un garçon. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like just the basics, right? Like, yeah. Let them know. Um, okay, yeah. Let's uh, let's bring on guest number two so we can get talking Raptors right away. Uh, yeah, I've uh, I known him through you know the Raptors world, and for a little while now, he's a just an, an awesome kind of Raptors personality, funny dude as well. Uh, he's working with Sportsnet right now, uh, also uh, you know the Ball on Blast Network, and uh, you know I'm sure he's got a bunch of other stuff going on. He's a hustler. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone for Sheldon Alexander. Why does he get a better intro? <laughs> well, you know what? I just said, I was like, I like yours. But when his came, I was like, I don't know if I like this, but when the drums come in, you're like, wow, yeah. where are we going? You know, like, I like it. I approve. I approve. Mine sounds like I'm going to like fall downstairs <laughs> in like a Mr. Bean comedy type show. I'm just sweet and clune, you know, and then I fall yeah, downstairs. Matt, Matt either gives you like full clown. Uh, tripping into a garbage or yeah. like you're partying on a beach and there's like you know people getting yeah. high like i think those those are the two like things yeah, give I get. yeah yeah i like it i like it what's up sheldon uh thanks for joining us man thanks for having me really appreciate being on the pod always a good time talking raps let's do it let's do it uh maddie good sir why don't you give me your your loudest weirdest uh non aaron baines Raptors sting. Okay. Uh let's uh let's go to you first, uh Sheldon. Um okay. and yeah, so this is like I'm doing a podcast, right? So I'm uh, really living Raptors day to day here. I'm not trying to blow anything out of proportion. Just kind of some body language stuff uh, at the end of the game. Uh, you know, during a huddle, Scotty and Nurse were kind of kind of like chirping at each other a little bit. It was hard to tell if it's like just game plan stuff or whatever. And later in the game, it, it seemed like either Nurse was trying to call Scotty off the court or call him you know, toward like, like you wanted to talk to him or whatever. And uh, yeah, there was this like noticeable moment where Scotty kind of like looked him off. There's no other way to say, he was just like, don't talk to me. And (laughs) it just kind of got me going like about, or it just got me thinking about having a young superstar, you know, reminds me of like uh, a Vince or, you know, AD with new Orleans. Like just this idea where you, you kind of stumble upon the situation where you have someone who's sort of bigger than your franchise 
And obviously there's tons of context here. We have a great culture, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it just, it makes me think like, obviously we handled Kauai for a season, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. nurse, I mean, but it just kind of got me thinking like, what's the, what's the not worry meter, but like, what do you think about the nurse Scotty relationship? Like, is he up for it? Is he handling Mm -hmm. it the right way? Am I, am I just fabricating a question? No, I think it's a very good question, especially in 2022, where someone named Ben Simmons and that whole James Harden thing exists. Mm-hmm. Like the, the point is that exists in the NBA. That's just a thing that happens. Yeah. But I will say that I love Nick Nurse going at these guys, like holding them accountable. And you kind of have to do that to have mm-hmm. success as the Raptors. Right. You're not going to be the Lakers where LeBron James just signs on your team. You're mm-hmm. not going to be, I was going to say the Knicks, but nobody ever ends up signing with the Knicks. But ah. my point is they're not a destination team, right? So you have to build the foundation and how the Raptors have won a championship, how they've been consistently good for what the eight years since Dwayne Casey was pounding the rock. It's been through holding your guys accountable. You have these young players and to get on the court, you have to play defense. You have to play hard. You have to do all the little things that make it difficult to be a good NBA player, right? Like if you think about it, everyone in the NBA is good. What separates it is consistency. Can you do the same things night in, night out consistently? And that's literally Nick Nurse's job to hold these guys accountable and do that. And the thing, if you look at it from Scotty's perspective, whatever Scotty Barnes ends up being, The point is what he is now is he's what the third guy, fourth guy. And he has to look up at Fred. He has to look up at Pascal guys who won a chip being held accountable by Nick nurse. And those guys watched Kawhi play defense. They watched, you know, Kyle play defense. It's just, that's the organization. And I love that he's holding him accountable. Cause if you're Chris Boucher, if you're Justin Champagne, if you're whatever other young guy, you can't say that, Oh, that guy gets treated differently because he's holding everyone accountable. I love it personally. Yeah, I also like should say that I like the accountability and I feel like <laughs> when we had Kawhi it was a very special scenario. Like I don't know if it was like top-down orders like you know, you, you can say some stuff to this guy but you can't say everything you want to say. I also yeah, feel yeah. like, you know, with with Lowry and Nurse, there was sort of like kind of like more of an equal thing. But yeah, with Fred, with Pascal, yeah, he. I mean, Pascal's been benched. Nurse yeah. and 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 Pascal fight. They're okay. Uh, obviously, there's been trade rumors forever, but you know, I think clearly Nurse is not afraid to get into it with people. And I totally agree. If you don't do that right away, the wrong precedent is set. And yeah, Scotty's not Kawhi yet, right? He's not Ben Simmons yet. And I think you know. I totally agree with you. I feel like the only way to navigate that is like the most honest and like pure way. And I guess that's what nurse is doing. I do, however, worry that sometimes nurse can go. It seems like he can go for the jugular with players. Like it seems like he can be really disappointed. Like I I was like, what the hell when, when (laughs) Scotty didn't contest that Lucas shot. But I was also kind of like, what the hell? When I read Nurse's lips out of that timeout, like the rage for Scotty, I was like, wow, this is interesting. Like, I wonder if that goes the other way too. Like, I wonder if players are, if they freak out on you. You know, I mean, I said so much is like, you know, I guesswork here, but uh, yeah, Graham, but weigh in here on like what we've said and like what you think the, you know, the right. relationship should be. 
Well, first off, I want to address what Sheldon said about no one ever signing with the Knicks. I mean, how dare you disrespect Evan Fournier that way? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's one of the best. Kemba, act- you're right. You're at, yeah. Evan Fournier <laughs> is one of the best actively balding players in the NBA. Um, <laughs> I will say his his haircut game, like his barber game improved going to New York. So that oh, yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. You guys don't uh, like the, the, like the man bun ponytail? Uh, I don't, it's been yeah, a while. Know. You know what? That's a proper <laughs> answer to that question. So yeah. carry on, Graham. Yeah. Right, look, <laughs> don't throw me off. Okay. Um, uh, look. So I, 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 I don't know. I think that he nurse has. I mean, he got into a fist fight with uh, Pascal last year, and it repaired that 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 relationship repaired itself. I think. Mm-hmm. I like that. Scotty has an edge to him. You know, when he was coming into the, the league, he was just like, I'm the nice guy. I'm always happy. You know, I'm, I'm smiling all the time. And yeah. I was like, that's great in the, like, but does he have an edge? Can, is he going to push back? And I love that they're big personalities. And I think that nurse has proven that he, he can push people, but he can also ask for forgiveness or repair relationships. However, mm-hmm. he does that. Um, I was trying to find a clip of when you gave us the questions before the show, I was trying to find a clip of it because I missed it when I saw the, when I watched the game and what I came across was something from the last, uh, um, Brooklyn win we had where he was like, I guess they got into it again and nurse addressed it in the play in the press conference. And they're like, what was with, you know, it seemed like Scotty was angry at you. Oh, I didn't. Like, wow. So this has been going on a bit, I guess. Yeah. And so and he and nurse was like, yeah, you know, he just kind of chuckled and he was like, he was pissed that I wasn't calling plays for him. And I was like, I love that. And nurse loved it, too. He was like, that's just hyper competitiveness. We're just p- both competitive guys and blah, blah, blah. And. And I don't, I'm not going to worry about it until I need to worry about it as a as a yeah. as a fan. You know, I think that these are you know there's certain dudes can 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 yell at each other and then two minutes later are hugging each other you know what i mean especially in the heat of competition so um i i'm i'm looking at it as a positive i i love that i get to see a fiery competitive angry edgy part to scotty barnes i think that's going to serve him so well in his career in my opinion and yeah, I mean, and great points. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sheldon. No, I was just going to say the other side to this too, right? Because going along with uh, what you were just talking about, Graham, with the nurse clips the other day, he was talking about how like his point was, I don't need to call a play for you, Scotty. Like you can go get right. the ball or you can, you know, call out the play yourself where, you know, you get your sets. Like that was more so nurse's point, which I, I get and I understand, but he's, he's looking, nurse is looking at it as he's trying to give him more leeway. Right. Right. And I don't think Scotty's really understanding that, but there's a whole other dynamic that goes on. And I know this, I hope this isn't too inside, but like I end up watching like all of the Raptors, uh, like post game pressers. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would always allude to, I call it sneak dissing, but I pay attention a lot to like nurse and Fred Van Fleet. And I feel like there's a lot of sneak dissing that goes on where they're like, you know, some of the guys got to pay attention and they got to know every night they got to bring the same level of effort. And, you know, there's a, and when Pascal came back, they made a point of being like, 
well, there's a hierarchy. And I think guys know where the shots are going to come. Like there's a lot of stuff being said. And even when Scotty plays well, Fred will be like, well, he's got to do that every night. Like they're hard yeah. on him, And I think that's needed. Yeah. I think that's good. Right. For it's sure. lessons to be learned. So I, I like it all. And plus, I mean, it's kind of a kiss the ring type type scenario, right? Like you got to respect it. If you're Scotty, yeah. the ring's there. Fred yeah. did it. Right. So yeah. that part I think is cool. But I also love that, you know, he's a pass first player, you know, mm-hmm. that's what they call him. And, you know, we see that. And I love that. He's like, no, I want the, I want the ball. I want to mm-hmm. score. And I, yeah. I'm just like, great. Super the whole confident. thing is great. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I love sneak dissing because yes. that explains exactly in my in my opinion what was going on last year in in Tampa. There was a lot of Pascal sneak dissing, a lot of like Fred and or Nurse talking about the hardest workers on the team mm-hmm. and not including Pascal. Mm-hmm. Uh, just little things like that and or leaders, right? Like you know, you hear Fred describe described as a leader, not so much Pascal. Um, but I also feel like in a weird way, Pascal's like settling into like the guy that's awesome, but not the leader, but that's sort of a, a different thing altogether. But I wanted to just like, you know, before we move on, touch on uh, Graham's point there too. Like Scotty is a passer and, you know, in, in this game, he started at point guard. So there's a whole like list of things that you need to accomplish there. And it's not just like the assist that leads to the bucket. It's like getting guys comfortable and like, you know, I think Boucher got the question and nurse got the question in the, in the post game about Scotty's passing in transition versus half court. And they danced around it, but they're both like, yeah, he's not that great in half court. Like that's, right. that's where passing's hard. Yeah. And it's not to say it's easy in transition, but it's like, I think if you can dribble and keep your head up, you, you know, you know, I'm, 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 I'm diminishing Scotty's incredible skill. So let me just like walk it back a bit, but like, you know, you know what I mean? There's a difference between being able to really facilitate in the half court versus yeah. kind of like make an explosive flashy pass to someone under the basket. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's kind of keep going in this, in this direction. Cause I feel like we're, you know, this conversation can also include Scotty, but uh, Graham, I want to stick with you and just like, it's clearly the Raptors are very clearly an experimental team. Yeah. Um, perhaps the most experimental team in the league. You know, I'm willing to, you know, whatever, give it to another team if, if it fits. But we, yeah, we're the most international team in the NBA. We kind of don't have a center. We don't have a lot of shooters. It's, it's weird. We're still, we're still not the, the bottom of the league either. Like we've had some high highs and kind of some low lows. So yeah, it's weird. Um, but uh, yeah, what what do you like about this experiment, like version of the Raptors, and what don't you like? I just well, I like that they are understanding that there is a long term goal here. You know, it's not let's let's not yeah. let's not get this work towards getting the seventh seed or maybe the sixth seed and then getting eliminated in the first round in five games. It's like this is a sacrifice year. We're gonna find out what we have, and we can't find out what we have until we play unless we play everybody. And, and sure, we could get like a you know, a $5 million center or something like that. Or, a, mm-hmm. you know, a Decker would, we could have kept Decker. He could have shot we'd have more shooting and yep. But you want to see what you got. You want like guys like Delano Banton, like just, there's like a lot of people we we're willing to, 
to take a sacrifice and, and to like one step back for two forward. I just think that it, you have to think also maybe this, I don't think it's going to work. I think that they're realizing that they can't just have all six, eight people. They're going to have to get more shooting. They're going to have to get at least a center that they can keep on the bench in case they, they play like Embiid or the Cavs also, which is a very experimental team, by the way, the Cavs yeah. don't get enough credit for like, how about we have four centers totally. in a small ball yeah. league. And then yeah, great just, point. Yeah. Crushing people on the inside crushed us on the inside. It was crazy sure. just watching them like get offensive rebound after offensive totally. rebound. Like marking in that point. Yeah. Yeah. Not just really, but yeah. A couple of times marking and dominated us. And I was like, oh, we're going to need a center. So you just have to, in a, in a, we're not a small market team, but we're not a, a, a like a free agent. Uh, destination you know it's just like I live in America I'm Canadian I can tell you that people are really scared of the weather and by the way it is way colder we're used to it we don't know how cold it is it's crazy cold up in Toronto like it's nuts you and so it's always going to be an issue and they're going to have to go like well what if everyone's six eight you know we'll be the best they'll be the biggest small ball league yeah, in, in yeah. the league so i don't know i i i think that they're smart and i love that they're not getting pushed around by the bloggers and by 15 year olds on twitter telling <laughs> them that they got to do this do that and it's like this is an experiment year this is what we're going to see who we have and then take it from there we're above 500 yeah, on, a, on a macro yeah. level that's awesome that's it dude i mean great points like i totally agree with everything and you know, just as you were describing it, I, I was thinking like, I do feel like a the main point is that you know this is a long term project, and our front office is clearly patient, has proven that time and time again. You know, um, mm-hmm. and I think this experiment of the all these like same size guys, where we're seeing some of the like we're starting to see where the cracks are, yeah, and I think you can fill those, but. Yeah, but you have to like let, you know, Champagne play, Bandy yeah. play, Precious develop, yeah. um, whatever. Like you need to, ha- those things actually just like, they, they need the reps. And I-, I-, I just want to say, I'll-, I'll go right back to you, but like to add to your point about like the experiment here and same size guys, like I feel like on yeah. defense, it's pretty natural in a switching mm-hmm. league. But on offense, you even notice with a guy like Malachi, like right. you need some nimbleness yeah. To penetrate defenses like it yeah. can't be all six eight dribblers and i think yeah. that's sort of an issue like space is a problem on the other end but sorry just just back to you yeah no totally it was, it was fun to watch when malachi got out there and finally got some run it was like things opened up but i just wanted to say one quick note on in defense of thad young of signing him is that is in line with the theme of this year he's not a, he's not a shooter He's another six eight guy who kind of does everything and can play D. We have a million of those. But he is a hundred years old. He's been in the league forever. He's a veteran. He can teach people. So this is like a teaching year. So they got Great some time. they're they're not trying to win. They're not trying to win two, three extra games and get totally. eliminated. Like who cares? Just let's get these guys better. And that's that's it. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm stealing this from from uh, Sean Woodley on, on Locked On, but um, already Precious has credited Young. Oh, really? Uh, with development, yeah. He's like, he's that's like, that's that's why I'm playing well. He's been playing awesome lately because of Thaddeus, and it's, and it's like directly, re- yeah. 
There you go. Like me- mentorship, I I totally get like, you know, the, the flashy fun of transactions, but like mentorship's real. Like if you're a yeah. really young guy and we're one of the youngest teams, like it matters to have a guy who's like, chill out or why do you keep doing this or whatever, you know, or like you're reading mm-hmm. this defense wrong. Um, yeah. Sheldon, where are you on like the, I guess the overall experiment, like what, what do you like? Not like, I totally agree with both of you guys. Like, I think both of you guys made great points. And I, I look at Masai and kind of his viewpoint on it. Obviously, we know now Giannis is his, like, dream, right? Yeah. In terms of just that yeah. 6'9 guy that can kind of do it all. And you can tell the viewpoint from Masai's point of view is it's effort. So watch yeah. Giannis. Everything is effort and heart. And even if you stop him he's going to keep going and coming to the basket and and dunking it on you the next time. Even if he's missing free throws, doesn't matter. He's still going to the line and like, it's all effort. And you can see from Masai, he's trying to draft a bunch of those dudes because he believes in defense first and being those six, nine guys, you can switch everything on defense. Exactly what you said, Freddie, right? It works perfectly. You switch everything on defense and you're going to be a tough team to play in the NBA. If you play defense every night, hard you can be pretty close to a 500 team with just effort playing defense now the offense that you're alluding to freddie it's so true there's no spacing and when they drafted scotty my initial reaction was oh okay well i don't really know how you can play scotty og and pascal all mm-hmm. at the same time like that's not enough spacing but really what we should have taken from it is Masai telling you i'm just in the bag of asset management meaning I'm just getting the best player available and we can figure it out later. Nurse is the evil genius that will figure out how to get the right matchups, how to like pull the strings and get the guys in the right position, put them in the best position to win. But you just take the best player and having all these six, nine guys. Yeah. The spacing sucks. It doesn't work, but that's why the defense becomes so important. And that's why you're hard on Scotty Barnes because it's going to be easier for you to score getting out in transition. And how do you do that? turnovers defense playing hard like it's all intertwined into the same thing and that's mm-hmm. the beauty of the plan that they've been putting together and i think when you look at you know again the offensive side of things there's no point guard there's no center and scotty has basically had to play both positions at different points in yeah. the year and that's just a great learning experience right and it's just a positive thing because you're rebuilding. If you're not winning the championship, you're rebuilding, right? So that's what the Raps are doing. You're getting the best players available. And I, I like the direction that they're going in. Like things will play out as they will. I feel as if Scotty, certain points, I think, did he pass OG here in terms of value? I don't know, but it's closer than we would have thought before the yeah. season started. Mm-hmm. So all these things will play out right? Like will Pascal still be the man, right? Like you look up and we forget he's making 30 plus mil a year. right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, okay. Well, how does that look two years from now? Where's Scotty at two years from now? Who knows? But Masai's put us in a position where, and I say us, I'm saying collective Raptors fan base. Um, I said us too. Yeah. Well, we can say us. Come on. We're We're in the trenches here. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you. I appreciate the backup. We've all had sort of shawarma, you know, (laughs) (laughs) more of an Osmos guy. No, I'm joking. Um, But I just look at it and I love what Masai's doing. I, I just think it works. You're taking the best guys available for the modern NBA of being able to switch everything on defense. Let's go. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm 
I'm with, I'm with you and lots of good points there too. I feel like this is, you know, quite literally a year where we're letting Scotty grow into his position and yeah, he's probably taller than six, seven. I don't know how tall he is now, but they say he, he grew an inch. Yeah. You know, he's oh, wow. to yeah. me, he's, he's, he's honestly looking more like a center than a point guard, but well, that's a, a wild problem to have. That's not a, not really a problem even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think that's always obviously going to change too. And, you know, really good point to on Siakam because I feel like that might be the next major crossroads, right? It's the next Siakam Van Vliet contracts in I think two and a half years. So like that sort of will be like, in, in my opinion for Scotty anyways, it's just, you know, he'll just get the max and like, we'll only really have to worry about structure with him in like eight years. Cause he'll just, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, if he's one of those rookies that ends up forcing his way out, He'll make sure he gets the supermax first, right? I think that's generally how it goes for yep. David Davis and Simmons. Yeah. So I feel like in that sense, there's a chance Fred and Pascal will be like well into their 30s. So we'll we'll see what the dynamic is there. But uh yeah, o- overall it's it's been really fun for me. Like I feel like I hope they get some some really good competition at the end of the year. But similar to what Graham was saying, like where we end doesn't matter too much to me like and would you guys think would you guys agree that this year so far has surpassed your expectations right like it's kind of like a house money year no like for sure thought if you're in the play-in tournament battling for that okay cool scotty's come in and been way better than most people would have anticipated so that's kind of a bonus and that's kind of made some of these conversations even pop up like would we even be thinking that you know, hey, we're debating who's the man or, you know, what's Scotty, when's Scotty going to take over them as being the guy on the team? Like all of these things we never really thought would come to fruition so quickly. Mm-hmm. But here we are as he's on the cusp of winning rookie of the year, maybe or co-rookie, whatever. But he's up there. He's up there is the point. And I feel like I, I wanted to add when, you know, all that stuff was happening. Like there was also the a head to head with Mobley. Right. So there's that, yeah. like going back to what you were saying, Graham, like you like to see this, like, yeah, he's a genial guy off the court. And then on the court, it's like, ah, oh, Scotty's pretty fierce and yeah. um, he's pretty intense. And yeah. when there's like three minutes to go in the game, he'll very comfortably be like, I'm taking the shot. Not you, Pascal, which is yeah. pretty nuts when you think about like, and I, just I think he's right. Like, I'd rather oh, him too. I, 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 outside of the, that all-star competition, I'd rather him be taking a little bunny in tight than Pascal. Pascal seems, I love Pascal. I think I've been, I'm so proud of Pascal this year, but he does miss a lot of little bunnies, uh, in the last two minutes of a game, you know? And I, yes, he's, he's all finesse and Scotty's force, right? Scotty's like, I can like will a bucket. Like, you know, mm-hmm. dudes is back down like, you know, Vucevic and Capella and like just like strength wise. He's already done stuff that I feel like only maybe OG could do. Like, I'm not yeah. sure. on Or Precious, I guess. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. Precious is still a ways away from like combining the strength and the like hands. Scotty which- plays like like a a 19 year old old man at the YMCA. He's just like an <laughs> yeah, athletic old ball. man. Hey, he's, yeah, he's got these like, does, like yeah. baby hook shots that are flat and they go straight in. You're like, all right. I know. And he always gets this like, <laughs> like so many of his shots are like, I'll miss first and then I'll get my rebound and put it in. I'm like, okay, yeah. dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to some NBA stuff. 
uh, and Maddie, make sure to bring yourself in. But uh, yeah, first things first, give me that NBA Adam Silver foghorn thing. Sting. This is Adam Silver. Adam Convoy Silver. I can't get that in my head now. <laughs> yeah. Every like, the past two podcasts, every guest is like, is that a convoy sound? <laughs> uh, no, it's not. We're in that situation where we made a sound a long time ago, got taken from us. You know, we got a big anti-vaxxers here. Big anti-vax crew. Like, let's yeah. rock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, this is good. This is good because we're getting silly. So um, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, so I'm probably going to have the worst answer. But um Winning time is happening. Uh, just a little, uh, I guess, like inside entertainment. Like, you know, I'm trying to make an inside baseball joke. But um, a weird thing that happened with this is like, it, it seemed like this was sort of the straw that broke the back of Adam McKay and Will Ferrell's relationship. Like, they, you know, since Saturday Night Live, they've been producing and working together mm-hmm. on like, you know, major, major hits we all love. And, and yeah, Will Ferrell, I guess, really wanted to be Jerry Buss. And oh. they was not cast as uh, Adam McKay casted uh, John C. Riley, And apparently like that was it for their friendship. Really? Uh, yeah. This, this, yeah. They don't work together. This was Holy like shit. a massive deal. They both produce movie. Succession too. Yeah, yeah, Adam McKay wrote a big thing about it, how he's tried to, like, apologize Holy to Will shit. Ferrell. But, like, yeah, Will Ferrell's a pretty hardcore, you know, Lakers fan. And I guess this is yeah. sort of a dream project, perhaps. But, uh, I mean, and, and, and John C. Riley, C. Riley is a friend of Will Ferrell, too. Yeah. Don't, and he What's looks going on like there? Jerry Buss. Like, to me, it's a kind of a great casting. Yeah. Which right. adds to the whole thing. Um, who who anyway, looks like Jerry Buss? John C. Uh, Riley. I think, mm-hmm. like, or he looks enough like him. Um mm-hmm. But I guess it's like young version. So, but uh, yeah. anyways, that just got me thinking. Like, uh, this is obviously very star-studded. Uh, if you if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, I say just pick someone who you know <laughs> is famous from the Lakers era that will likely feature in this, uh, whether it be a player or management or coach or whatever. Uh, and um, and yeah, tell me your 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 casting for it. So, uh, mm. who should, who wants to go first here? Um, Sheldon. What's up? Yeah, sure. I think uh, going back to that era, a young genie bus should be played by Jennifer Lawrence. I could see mm. that. I would oh, like yeah. That. I see that. Oh, and yeah. and kind of going off the board here and follow me for a second here. But I feel like Michael B. Jordan should just be in any basketball project <laughs> that goes on. Like if you're named Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, we know. Yeah, get just him in any there. basketball project that pops up that comes across his agent's desk, he should just have to say yes to. Those are Do you the know rules. what the B stands for? Made them up. Basketball. That's right. No. <laughs> Oh, yep. okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, it. wait. Is it, okay. <laughs> is this just funny jokes? Because I'm in a gullible zone. So I'm like, is it basketball? Because that'd be sick. Yeah. Like, sometimes celebrities are weird, man. Like, I don't know. He's like, trying to like, get away from Michael Jordan. But his middle name is basketball. It's, it's been tough. <laughs> He's really mixed messages here, Mark. Yep. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I for sure bring in Michael B. Jordan. I mean, like maybe there's just a part a part of the like you're, you're mixing worlds, and he throws in like a mm-hmm. where Wallace at sort of thing. Like, but he's a ghost. Ah, um, mm-hmm. some wire oh, spoilers whoa. there, but I, I see mm-hmm. what you did there. I see um, what you did there. Yeah, so just a really like I guess a dark storyline in your idea. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can, maybe we maybe we can omit that. Uh, yeah. Graham, what's up? Who's your yeah? Who, who are you gonna cast? Okay, gonna cast? so. Larry Bird, uh, I think they <laughs> casted a good, a good guy for Larry Bird. He's kind of an unknown. I did some research on this. He actually had a project in Hollywood that he's trying to get made uh, about Larry Bird. <laughs> and he ended up okay. getting cast in this. That's um, hilarious. Yeah. And he's like from Massachusetts. He's like 6'4". He looks kind of like Larry Bird. But I would choose the actor... Paul Dano or Dano. I don't know how to say his name. He's the guy who plays the Riddler in the new Batman movie. Yes. He's a tall, lanky, weird looking guy. And um, yeah, I I, I think if with just a gross mustache, he would fit in. Just that's beautiful. a great pick. That, that's a yeah. great pick, yeah. And like <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis can like slap him around, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. bringing in other movies. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Okay, you <laughs> know, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Crying. Yeah. yeah, he starts to cry. Yeah, come on. Oils everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, Maddie, what's up? Who's your Who's your like recast? Um, okay, so I have watched it, and. There were, like I don't know how much of it is fiction because they say they mix some in. Is it true that the buses bought the Lakers for sixty-seven million? Like that seems nuts. I mean, probably I mean, they bought it in like the sixties or seventy-nine. Right? You bought it in like yeah, in seventy-nine. But inflation, baby. Would also like they're you know ins- they insinuate that the NBA was kind of like maybe gonna be on its way out. Yeah. It wasn't, I didn't know it, that either. It was a yeah. delicate place before the, I mean, like, you know, in and before, in and after the ABA merger and like, yeah. like you know, before, like before David before Jordan. Made, yeah. Like, you know, it yeah. definitely, the, 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 some of the old NBA stories is like, there's championships and stuff that like weren't televised live yeah. and it's crazy. Yeah. Like yeah, before but, Bird and Magic, it was like televised or was tape delayed NBA finals, exactly. right? So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah they saved this. It was like up until the mid 80s, late 80s, Bird and Magic specifically, and then Jordan. In terms of ratings and popularity in America, it was at the same level as hockey. And oh. maybe even, yeah, and which is like crazy, wow. but even below it, like they were both sort of these, you know, borderline popular sports. That's yeah. crazy. That's nuts. Uh, well, to get back to what my picks are, I'm going to recast the two Jerry's, uh, but I think they're cast very well. I like John C. Riley as Jerry Buss, and I, I don't know who the other guy is. Who, who plays going? Seinfeld D? Uh huh. Sorry, I thought I thought I thought you were adding two Jerry's. I was just making oh. a Jerry, song, a Jerry D joke. So sorry. Uh, you're throwing me off. Uh no, I uh the other guy who plays Jerry West, I think is a bit unknown, but he's great. Uh very angry about the the Magic Johnson pick. That's pretty much his motivation through episode one, which was hilarious. But if I I want to make it a little more crusty, he might be a little too old, but I feel like if you know who Stacy Keach is. I would put him as uh, Jerry Buss. Never heard the name. Um, you'd know him if you saw him. He's 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 a bit of a mean looking bugger, but uh, he would be 
I think he would be good, but I just to like I can see him, you know, with the whole Playboy Mansion stuff. John C. Riley just seems to like not as creepy as I think it really was. Oh, okay. <laughs> you I know, know Stacy Keach. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like uh, he, Nick Offerman. A young Stacy Keach. Young Stacy Keach. And you know, I want to crust up Jerry West a little bit. Let's bring in Sean Penn. I just think uh, put him Ooh. in that role, give him the haircut, Sean Penn, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, he'd be a nightmare. Um, <laughs> okay, so mine is for sure the worst. Just gonna go for it. Uh, Andy Circus as the ball. <laughs> <laughs> the ball. That's all I got. Um, Andy Circus wow. as the ball. Uh, he'd animate it somehow, like he'd piss everyone off, like be totally unnecessary. Um, and the guy who played Greg in Succession, I don't know who he is, but like, just he needs to get posterized. <laughs> like, like I, I need fair. to see that guy like be it. like. Like have a screen and be unaware and like just be a bit late to you know a contest and just get mm-hmm. absolutely posterized. Um, <laughs> Love it. That that's it. That's it for me. Andy Circus has the ball. Greg getting dunked on. <laughs> Love it. Love uh, it. Greg the okay. egg. <laughs> What's that? Greg the egg, man. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's uh, yeah, let's wrap this up and let's go to you first, Graham, uh, for the mm. last question here. Well, there actually is a little bonus question, but um, my last question. Uh, and this is, um, you know, yeah, m- maybe just give me your number uh, and then we'll, we'll go to Sheldon and we'll see where we're at. How many legit contenders do you have? Legit contenders. That can win the championship sort of thing. I have six. Six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Sheldon? How many like legit so, can win a championship contenders do you have? That's amazing because I said five to six, but I could get up to ten, yeah. and I'd be stunned yeah. for a couple of them. But I could at the same time understand. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know. Exa- I know. I've, I I was like I'm building so many cases in my head for like <laughs> who could maybe win a championship because I feel like we're still in the era of like a parody league where Mm -hmm. likely the healthiest team is going to win this. Mm -hmm. So I have uh, just looking at it now, one, two, three, four, um, five, six, seven. I have eight. Okay. Uh, So I wonder if I should list mine and then, yeah, we'll just go from there. Maybe like you can jump on like the, either you guys feel free to jump on the one that you feel like is not a contender. Maybe. Uh, okay. okay. So, uh, I'll just, I'll start with the East. Uh, so I have Miami, which for me is actually a little bit of a stretch. Like I think that Miami needs absolutely everything to go right. Yeah. But I feel like they're a fine tune, you know, well-oiled machine. So just got all all the depot back. He looks all right. Yeah. That's big for me too. Like, I feel like they just got all the depot back. They have a lot of depth, but I, I still, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not all the way on them. Uh, for me, I, I can't believe this is so simple, but I think for sure, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. um, I'm curious if either of you guys are like, no, but yeah, I think for me, it's for sure, Philly, for sure, Milwaukee. And, uh, the last team I have in the Eastern conference, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, this might be the first one, uh, is the Boston Celtics. I think oh, are man. a legit championship contender. Wow. Uh, was that, that was uh, I'm curious. Was Boston on both of your guys' lists, or is this the first team where you're like, Freddie? What are you talking about? So for Boston me in the East, yeah, for me in the East, the Celtics and Sixers were kind of my like 
stretches to okay. win the East. Like I had the Heat, Bucks, and Nets as like my legit contenders. And the six, I'm right. just a Sixers hater to hey. like just through and through. So fun team to hate, man. <laughs> yeah, that's where that comes from. And the Celtics, yeah, it's like the the teams that I was describing as. I'd be stunned, but I'd understand. You know, like they're just playing hot right now. They figured things out. They figured out their squad. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, Tatum's a big game guy. I also really, really like uh, Brown. I think he's one of these players that like sort of because of Tatum, people don't talk about enough. But, you know, he's always referred to as a number two. And I don't know if he's like a potential number one, but I just like if he was my number two, I'd be like, let's rock. This guy's awesome. Um, Yeah. Maybe that's because the Raptors uh, Celtics playoffs. Uh, let's just, okay. I, I want to ask you this, uh, Graham, and then maybe you can uh, tell us your East. Did you have the Nets as well? Yeah, no, I don't understand why no one's talking about the Nets. They're like, well, oh, they, they suck. It's like, they, they, they're none of their team is playing. Yeah. <laughs> they, have, they have superstars. And when they all get to, by the way, they're lifting mask mandates here. I'm mm-hmm. in Brooklyn right now. And so guess what? Kyrie's going to be back. He looks incredible. I mean, I hate the guy, but he looks incredible. And 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 it's just like all you need is 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 those two. Who cares if 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 Doofus comes back and is is good or not? He's probably going to (laughs) be at least amazing at defense and can pass. He doesn't have to score anymore. So it's like they're going to be an absolute juggernaut. I mean, they they could literally not make the playoffs, or they could win the championship. Like they're see. Yeah, that that was my only thing. It's like I feel like I would love it if we saw this. This to me is gonna like make the play in amazing, right? Like if if the Nets legitimately can like win a championship out of a play in, I'm I'll, I'll like I, I I both won't be surprised and will be surprised. Like and I just I just feel like there's sort of things needed to start coming together. Like up yeah. two weeks ago, that's kind of where I'm at with Brooklyn. Like I feel like the trajectory where everything's humming doesn't matter. They're injured really tight. So yeah, they're, they're injured. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So they're going to be, they're going to not be injured. They're going to have five games and it'll be fine. Cause they're better than everybody. <laughs> they have, they have two players that are better than everybody else. I mean that, I think the two, I mean, two clear for me in the East, talent wise is the nets when they're healthy mm-hmm. and then who and are going to be healthy and are going to legally be allowed to play by the time the playoffs start so that's going to it's going to be nuts and philly i think it's Embiid it, 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 is a legit mvp and then fatso you was an mvp like two years three years ago he's awesome and he's and he slimmed down <laughs> so he's lost like he like <laughs> lost like 20 pounds over the weekend I don't know how he did it. Yeah. He, he looks awesome. And, it, you know, it was, it was emotional weight. He didn't yeah, like the three ring circus in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think you guys are right. And that was just my reasoning for, for Brooklyn. Is there any other teams in the East? So Graham, why don't you take us from East to West? Like, is there any other teams in the East that we haven't talked about who you think are contenders? And then Sheldon too, if there's anyone as well. I mean, Milwaukee, um, I, I think Miami. Yeah, I, for me, Milwaukee, for sure. I think, I don't know why I don't trust Miami. I I, <laughs> I do think I do think our boy is a little too old. Uh, Kyle, he, I think his yeah. stat line last game, he's played 32 minutes. He had zero points. <laughs> it's oh, like, classic Kyle. He probably had a bunch yeah, of charges, you know? I'm sure. I'm sure. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, to me, it's, it's the, it's the Bucks, the Nets, and the 76ers. I mean, if Miami yeah. wins it, I wouldn't be shocked. Bam is that good. But, like, I just don't see it. And then I think West is Phoenix, obviously. I can't, like, they're so, they're just humming along, even with yeah. all these injuries. Oh, Phoenix is on a revenge tour. Like, I think yeah. like, we'll see if they actually can win a championship. But, like, yeah. they're wrecking the league, you know? Yeah. they're. I love what they're doing. I Anyway, I, I think that. I mean, I, I think Warriors, because they're going to get healthy. Mm-hmm. And then um, Denver, even though they're in sixth, I think. Mm-hmm. Me too. De- I think Denver looks rad. I have not a lot of faith in Utah. They get exposed every playoffs. Gobert <laughs> can't, can't play playoff basketball. You know, he's a great regular season player. And then he's got a, he just, there's no half court offense there. He, I don't I don't see it. So. I don't know. I think Memphis is a great story. They're going to run into some trouble with a bog down playoff style basketball. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I, I, I think everyone else is a pretender. I mean, Denver doesn't even, I mean, their second best player is still out. I don't know. Do we know what his timeline is? Murray? I think Seems like he's Murray coming back did. soon. But yeah, they yeah. they anticipate he'll be back. It's a matter of like how good he'll be. Yeah, and for that reason, I mean, to me in the West, it's the Suns. I think the Suns mm-hmm. are just like the perfectly built yep. playoff yep. team to win. They totally. got vets, they got young guys, they got three and D guys, they got a big yep. guy in the middle. Yeah, and after that, it's a bunch of teams where you need some things to fall your way. Like the Warriors need Draymond to be healthy, and yep. if he is, cool, they got a shot. If not. He's Probably coming back not, right? with just enough time to get his feet wet, totally. get the motor running. And the yeah. Nuggets intri- are so intriguing to me. If they get, because there's some talk that even Michael Porter Jr. could come back. Right. And I mean, if there's a world where he comes back and Jamal Murray comes back and they're the yeah. sixth seed, like, yeah. you don't want to play. You don't want to play them with the MVP. In the short time that we watched them play last year with all four of those guys, you know, including adding in Aaron Gordon was one of the best teams in the league so yeah. you know and I, I mean i'm gonna throw this lob this grenade at you guys but like the lakers would you really like if anthony davis and listen i'm saying this i don't think the lakers are that good i think anthony davis is a fraud yeah. but huh. still at some point if he decided to you know i don't know come back and drop 30 and 15s in the playoffs like he should be doing yeah like would you really be that stunned if the lakers made a run if they were like, healthy would, i would no not at all not at all. yeah so I, I think crazy. about the lakers like yeah. like for, for me i have the lakers in the nets play it's like a worse version of the oh, nets but like okay. yeah like i mean like i think the nets there's more obvious symmetry there um mm-hmm. and you know but you know there's some i think there's some stuff there with simmons and westbrook huh. where like they both have some playoff stuff where it's like, okay, you know, are, is it going to be the same problem or are they, yeah. they going to like whatever? But um, yeah, I'm, 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 I feel like I'm, I'm with, with your guys, West picks too. the two. T- okay. I I'm kind of curious. Like, I feel like, are we all sort of in agreement on Dallas, Memphis and Chicago, like good so, teams that have had good seasons, but maybe don't really have a legit shot at it. Yes. In my, yeah. 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 So I was yeah. just talking about this the other day. The Bulls record, I'm not sure exactly what it is after they lost last night, but I'm pretty sure their record, like 
whatever the record is against teams that are 500 and above, they're like 10 and 18 or something like that. Huh. Right. So wow. they just don't play well against good teams. Memphis, I think just needs a little more seasoning. Like they're, yeah. they're almost there, you know, like they're a good team yeah. and you see them coming, right? Like even from last year, to this year, you're seeing the progression. So that's just going to continue. This will be, I have a top well, five hey, player in the NBA. So yeah. you never know and what can happen. Dallas. I mean, Dallas, they need more than Luca, right? And Luca, you know, he'll give Same. you some moments, but I don't know if there's enough behind Luca. If Dimwitty's enough to just help with the scoring. Right. And yeah, I don't think they're I don't think they're a serious contender yet. It's Dwight the same Powell, story every year with them. They're gonna they're gonna drive someone crazy in the playoffs. Luke is gonna go off. They're gonna take him to six, seven games. And the mm-hmm. seventh game they're gonna lose by twenty five points. And that's <laughs> every single time. That's some, pretty bang on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just like I th- I'm with you, Graham, on, on the Utah thing. I feel like they're that classic, like they can't transfer things to the you know, playoffs, mm-hmm. but I'm, I just wonder if it's like one of the, it's like if we're at that place in the league right now where it's kind of like they might get healthy and it's their turn. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I do, they were like, I included them in my eight, but they were like mega stretch for that reason. Yeah. Like I yeah. think they would need perhaps some injuries or like, yeah, like Draymond can't figure it out or what I happened. I think it'd be hilarious but, if the Utah won the championship. I would, oh, it, I would love it so much. And it, it would make my, my prediction, by the way, I bet on Utah to win, to win the championship. So it actually wins some. Wow. Um, okay. You have a problem. Yeah. You oh yeah. Help. Yeah. It was, it was a yeah. dark bet. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, Hey, I also bet on the Raptors over, which I'm like, you know, I'm like basically as long as they don't lose the rest of the games, which it maybe could happen. Will. It you could know, happen. Honestly, it looks like it gets in play, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, you know, I got that uh, Suggs, Suggs rookie of the year. A little bit embarrassing, um, but uh, yeah, an OG most improved. Those, those are the best. Suggs does look better. He looks better, yeah. But, not as um, good as our boy Scotty, but he looks not, better. He's not in the convo, but um, okay. Let, let me just give you one one uh, friend of the pod quickish question. And and okay. Maddie, I want you to answer this as well. Uh, this is coming from, from Jay Rosales. Uh, uh, from the uh, Raptors HQ and he was curious about, so there's a Graham, you're in the States. So I'm sure you're not watching any Canadian TV. Uh, And if you're in Canada and you're also not watching Canadian TV, also I understand. Yeah. But uh, uh, okay. What what is it called? There's a show right now. Sorry. I'm looking for the exact question. Uh, It's, I think it's called laugh out loud. Yeah, the uh, uh, Jay Baruchel. Yes, yeah, the, the, yeah, the Jay Baruchel show. Um, okay, uh, so so here's here's what Jay's asking um, to Matt and whoever uh, you know the the guests are. Uh, who would laugh last among us if we were on a show? And for for listeners who don't know the show, it's comedians like kind of bombing in front of each other because you're you're not supposed to laugh. Uh, but also it gets really weird and it's sort of like when you're like just like drunk with friends and being stupid. So uh-huh. sometimes it gets pretty funny. But um, yeah, who, who among us would be the last to laugh? Maybe I'll, you know, we'll each Graham, g- give me an order one through four <laughs> uh, of us four on the show. Well, we'll th- that's how we'll do it. Yeah. I feel like Maddie would be tough to crack. I, I don't know <laughs> you that well, Maddie. Um, oh, yeah. Unless it's a snowblower joke, you're toast. Yeah, yeah. 
We got him right there. Seemed like a softball, almost cr- crushed. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, yeah. So I would have to be very uh, committed. Like I have to be thinking about it all the time. So it'd be hard to be able to like, like they're trying to tell <laughs> jokes and stuff, right? And yeah, imagine what Tom Green's doing. Yeah. I'll say this. Uh, I'll, I'll just answer. I'd go first. Um, I'm too immature. I'd laugh at like something intentionally funny or unintentionally funny or like a like a poster on a wall. You know. Yeah. What I, mean? I so. think it's a good <laughs> character trait if you're a laugher. Honestly. I yeah, think. for sure. If you, yeah. I know, if you pride yourself on not being a laugher, it's like, oh, yeah. you're holding a lot in, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're no fun. Sheldon, who's like, yeah, like uh, among us, who's uh, like, uh, like where, 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 where'd you put yourself? You know, are you? I don't know. I feel like I'd fall somewhere in the middle just because like, I don't feel like I'd laugh at the most obvious joke, but there might be something super random that would just catch me off guard. That's what I feel like. So somewhere in the middle, somewhere safe in the middle, not first, but not last. Yeah, that's a. I feel like a. That's yeah. that's a good read on yourself, mm-hmm. from what I know. <laughs> um, but uh, guys, that's that's it. We made it to the end of the pod. Uh, thank you all so much. Thanks to everyone who's been listening, and the show's been growing a lot recently. So, uh, thank you. Thanks for sharing it, or rating, or subscribing, whatever you're doing. Uh, keep doing it, Graham. What's going on? Um, you know, obviously to people in Brooklyn, but you know, you're Canadian too. You, you got albums. Well, what do you want people to consume? Well, um, I want you to follow me on Instagram, Mr. Graham K. Graham is spelled like uh, the cracker, K-A-Y. I have a comedy special on Crave. If you're in Canada, you can check that out. Um, If you live outside of Canada, it is is on YouTube for free. Uh, Also, I'm going to be going on tour opening for my friend Nate Bergazzi uh, all over North America, including Canada. You can uh, find tickets at grahamk.com um and uh, yeah that's it i appreciate um any support hell yeah well you you're a hilarious dude you deserve the support and man catch graham on this tour he's an amazing comedian uh and you won't be disappointed you hear that um mm-hmm. we're doing theaters by the way you do theaters maybe yeah. soft theaters like you it. know oh yeah um like What's up, Sheldon? Well, what do you want people to know? Where can they check you out? Uh, so I guess, uh, you know, wrapping up the Raptors season here on Sportsnet. So uh, doing a lot of stuff there with the pregame show and uh, the openings there, working behind the scenes. Um, and then, yeah, we got a couple other side projects going here. We've got the DRF Sports podcast going, which is more of like a gambling take. We switched over from pretty good NFL season to now talking a lot of NBA and obviously March Madness is here. So yeah, check that out. DRF sports. And yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, Sheldon Alexander, uh, Twitter. It's shell Alexander. Yeah. Tons of, tons of fun stuff going on. Hell yeah. Keep busy. Well, thanks guys. Appreciate it. And um, yeah, that's it for the pod. Matt, if you feel like we're done, we're good to go. Give me those words. I crave so much. Okay. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!